Miracy. So when we started doing the events in person from the beginning until COVID hit, we'd have like 20 or 30 people at the event. But when we switched to online, now this last event, we had 340 people register. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters. And I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Mercy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success, but as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we look at virtual three-day client enrolling events. This is typically where you would make a high-ticket offer, like for a year-long program with you, for example. People used to swear that the magic was in the in-person nature of these events, but the pandemic changed things. And that makes doing these kinds of events even more accessible to the average business owner. Our guest is Penelope Jane Smith, who does three of these kinds of client enrolling events each year. Penelope is the premier financial freedom coach for women entrepreneurs, and the go-to expert for some of the biggest names in the conscious business industry. Welcome to Penelope. Now let's jump right into the conversation. The big thing that made a difference in my business here in the last few years is switching from live in-person events to doing virtual events. And this is something that I resisted for years. I've been teaching for over 20 years, you know, And I had this story, and now I realize it's a limiting belief Mm -hmm. that there's no substitute for that in-person learning and that in-person connection, like live in-person. I mean, there's a lot of justification for that, right? That's kind of true. Like, it is nice to be able to, you know, hug people and hang out with them, like, physically. But for many years, people were like, are you going to live stream your event? You're going to do an online version. And I was like, no, you got to fly to California and be here. And they did. I had people fly from all over the world to California for my events. So not only did they have to pay the $1,500 tuition, they also had to invest in airfare, accommodations, travel, all that stuff. So it was more difficult for people to get here. And I wasn't making my learnings as accessible to people from all over the world like I ultimately wanted to do. And so I just had this story that like, no, online events aren't going to work. But all of a sudden, in-person events weren't even an option. And when I tell people that this was a big key to blowing up, like immediately what comes to everybody's mind is, oh, this is more profitable because now you don't have the hotel costs. Mm -hmm. And that is not the thing that made the difference. Because yes, I don't have the investment for the live venue anymore, but I've replaced that with different costs. So I have the team interacting with people. I have the team making welcome and reminder calls and support calls and calls after the event. And then I also send people a package in the mail 
And I send uh-huh. those packages, whether someone's in the UK or Australia or Canada. So it might be like forty dollars <laughs> can be to yeah. ship one of those. So when you are sending out hundreds of these packages, the cost of that really adds up, which can be the same or more than what I was paying for the hotel. So my event mm. costs are, uh-huh. you know, comparable. Similar. Yeah. But here's the big difference. It's so much easier for people to come. So your attendance is huge. Exactly. Way more people register because it's a lot easier to say yes to come to an online event than to say, oh, yes, I'm going to fly to California from wherever I live in the world. So when we started doing the events in person from the beginning until COVID hit, we'd have like 20 or 30 people at the event. And on average, five of them would enroll in my premium VIP program. So pretty good conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when we switched to online, now this last event, we had 340 people register. Wow, that's 10 times. And so that's great. Then for our March event, we had 32 people sign up for my program. So more than six times as many. And on average, since the very first time we did this, we're having between like 15 and 20 people. So from five people on average to 15 to 20 on average, that's basically triple to quadrupled my business while being way easier on my body and more fun. And then being able to reach people all around the world with my message. So even if they don't sign up for my ongoing program, they're still getting all those wonderful tools and resources from the event that they can go use. And they're now getting that financial education that they never got at home or in school growing up. Would you ever go back to live? Are you excited about ever doing another live event? Okay. Just to be fully transparent, rip open the kimono. My hope is that I never have to go back to doing these events live. I love doing it online. It's so nice to not have the debilitating foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. So like standing in front of a room is really hard on my body. Uh And the pressure of trying to get all those people into a room, I hope that this continues (laughs) forever. And I have to say as a participant with little kids, it's way easier for me to attend an event online than in person. Like if I need to turn my webcam off and nurse, no big deal, Mm -hmm. you know? So as a participant, I love it. As a facilitator, I love it. I really hope they're here to stay. Everyone thought it couldn't be done. Mm -hmm. It's just not the same. It's not good enough. No, actually, it's perfectly good. This works great. Mm -hmm. No need to do the whole in-person rigmarole. I think the pandemic pulled a lot of things forward that were like on their way, Mm -hmm. but might not have crested for another 10 years. But here we are. From your experience, when is someone ready to start doing online enrollment events? What do they need to have in place as far as their business goes? Well, I think that if you want to create a business where you have abundant and consistent income, and why would you not want that, right? Right. There's Mm -hmm. three parts to that. And I call this your profit plan. This is actually something we talk about at my Financial Freedom 101 event, because I want people to have their business become a vehicle for creating wealth and freedom, right? And so with your profit plan, there's three parts. And I encourage people to reverse engineer it. So the last part, which is the first part we're going to work on, is your offer. So like, first of all, you need to have something to sell. And I would say, ideally, a premium offer or package, something that you could sell for 
at least $9.97. So even if you do sessions for like $100 per session, you could still package them together, right? And maybe do 12 sessions for $9.97 so people buy 10, get two free kind of thing. Then the middle part is your sales system. How do you take people from learning what you do to buying your thing, right? How do you get them from knowing who you are to handing you money, signing up, becoming a client? That's your sales system. And then the last part, which is the first part your clients are going to come into is your marketing system. What are you doing to get your message in front of people so that they want to come into your sales system? Boom, boom, right here. This is my marketing system. I speak on podcasts and summits, interview on people's webinars, social media. Like there's a lot of pieces to my marketing system. But all of those marketing things are bringing people towards the event where they can then become part of my offer. For the people out there who are introverted or are essentially scared to get on a stage, uh, whether that stage is in person or virtual, what would you say to them? I do think speaking is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful ways that you can grow your business. And so if you don't want to be, you know, on camera, put up slides, do the screen share, (laughs) do the whiteboard. You don't actually need to show your face on the webinar if you don't want to. And I also find it's one of the things I love about online events is I can have my script right there in front of me. So I don't need Mm -hmm. to worry Mm -hmm. about what I'm going to say because it's right there. The reality is, is that you can find what works for you and do those things and do them really well and really heartfully. I believe in having your business support the life that you want. So delivering your program should be something you enjoy. Selling your program should be something you enjoy. Marketing your program should be something you enjoy because this is your one life that you're not getting back. And there's a lot of ways to do it. So you may as well choose ways that you enjoy instead of ways that you dread, right? That's really, really key because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are sort of whipping themselves into strategies and they take themselves and their contentment and satisfaction out of the equation. And that's not good. It's like, is this setting you up for the life you want? You know, I was interviewing with somebody Mm -hmm. that was going to book me on like TV spots all over the US mainly, but, but all over the world. And I'm so happy he asked me this. He's like, think about the lifestyle that you want, because if we're working together, you're going to be traveling a lot. You're going to be flying all over for all these different interviews. Is that what you want to do with your life? And I was like, nope. No. (laughs) You know? Glad you asked. Some people love it. Some people are like flying around to multiple speaking gigs every week and they're into it and that's fine. I will occasionally fly, but I would like that to be the exception, not the rule. So all of this is a learning process in refining the systems, the offer, the sales system, and the marketing system that gets you the results you want, but also has you love your life. When you blew up after the pandemic forced your hand in how you ran your events, get us inside your head, your body, and just tell us what that felt like to you. It feels extremely energizing. Like if you think about it, it, in a way, money's energy, right? You're taking some of your life force energy and you are creating value for somebody else right? Mm -hmm. And then money is basically a placeholder for that life force energy where you can then take that value and trade it for something of value to you, right? So when all of a sudden way more money comes in than I expected, it's very energizing. 
It was like this feeling of expansion in my chest. Like I think about the Katy Perry firework video. My husband makes uh, fun yeah. of the firework effect <laughs> coming out of her chest, but I'm like, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. It feels like, oh, it feels like fireworks exploding in my chest in a good way. Like, oh, wow. Like, look at the possibilities. Look at the freedom. Look at what life can be like. Like, it's very expansive and energizing and freeing in my experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mind-blowing, and, like, wow, I didn't know mm, you could do this, you know, like mm-hmm. huge, happy surprise. Any details that you can share about the actual live event, what goes into it would be super useful and super helpful. So I'd like to share a couple of tips for how to make your online events really fun and engaging so people want to stick around and hopefully even take the next step. So if you are going to show up on camera on Zoom, The number one thing you can do that makes the biggest difference is have good lighting. You want people to see your face clearly. That makes a really, really big difference. And then the second thing is to make sure you have good sound. I have a blue Yeti mic that I can plug into the USB that I got for like $60 on Amazon, I think. So it's not too bad if you need to up-level your audio. And then when it comes to Zoom specifically, There are some really fun, cool ways that you can create engagement with people from all over the world and co-create together. So one of the things that we do at my Financial Freedom 101 event that I love is I pull up a slide with a map of the world and I have them stamp where they're zooming in from in the world, kind of like putting a pin in the map. Nice. And then it creates this cool visual representation of where everybody's zooming in from. But it's really neat to see where everybody's from and here we all are all coming together. So And so those elements of generating engagement, it's a way for them to get to know you and your personality and for them to lean in a bit more, which makes everything after easier. Well, the studies have shown that the more people engage with the information and participate, the more they learn and retain. So Mm -hmm. it's a way Mm. for the training to become more valuable for them. And then also the more engaged they are, the more likely they are to take the next step with you. What would you say was surprising to you about this entire process of turning from live events to virtual events? The biggest surprise was how much engagement and connection and fun we could create in an online event, because I really didn't know that that was possible. Yeah. I thought being at the computer for three days was going to be really, really hard. And I was amazed at how energized I felt at how much like connection and awesomeness there was. And then in addition to that, doing it this way was just so much more profitable because more people have access to it, which means more people signing up. That was a very happy surprise. So let's talk. I don't know about you, but I wish I had half of Penelope's energy and I don't even have kids at home. It's a great lesson in how to show up for your own virtual client enrolling events. What Penelope revealed was how three-day virtual events can be amazing for rapid business growth, for blowing up, if you will. And there are a lot of moving parts. Start with the end in mind. What's your offer? Determine your sales system, how you take people from learning to buying your thing. Choose the topic of your event. Make sure you have a professional setup with good sound and lighting. And be sure to plan ways to engage your audience during the event.
Thank you so much to Penelope for sharing her experience and her wisdom around three-day virtual events. And be sure to download a free copy of Penelope's Financial Freedom Formula ebook, where you'll discover exactly what it will take for you to become financially free, as well as the two types of passive income and how to get more of each. You'll also get a link where you can claim a free ticket to Penelope's Financial Freedom 101 online three-day event, the very one that she talked about in our interview. You can get all this at blowingup.rocks forward slash Penelope. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Penelope. P-E-N-E-L-O-P-E. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have, you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at like, you know, my fears going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful. And people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. 
you know, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but, uh, you know, that was definitely a journey. I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you asked me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.